You're listening to Going to the Chapel, a 21 Jump Street podcast. Grab your Aquanet, throw on your best acid wash jacket, and join us as we gab about this classic television program. Hey there, um, I'm Amanda McLaughlin. I'm Christopher McLaughlin. And this is Going Going to to the the Chapel. Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And just like in our marriage, I know nothing. And I know everything. So today we'll be starting out with, of course, The Pilot, Season 1, Episode 1, which aired on April 12th, 1987. The day before your birthday. The day before your what? It would have been my fourth Fourth birthday. birthday. Yes, So you probably didn't watch 21 Jump Street when you were four. No, I did not. I did not watch 21 Jump Street at all until this past week. Or well, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago when I started. But, um, And you uh, were in utero at the time. I uh, was. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the difference. So tell us about 21 yes, Jump Street so, for any listeners who know nothing about it. I, I'm not sure why you're listening to a 21 Jump Street podcast if you know nothing about it. But, oh, by the way, this is about the television show. Oh, yeah, not the movies. Although... Not the lovely Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill <laughs> movies, which we may discuss at some point, but for now, we are discussing the TV show. I got on, like, a huge, I refuse to see this movie, like, st- stick my nose up in the air thing, but now I kind of feel like I'd probably enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe. All right, so I'm going to read the most reputable source I can find for a premise for the show, which is, of course, Wikipedia. Of course. Are you ready? So this is according to Wikipedia. And it's basically accurate, according to my expert wife. I'm the expert wife. Indeed. The series focuses on a group of young police officers, a group of police officers, period, headquartered at the eponymous address. Ooh, eponymous. That's a good word. (laughs) These officers are all young and have especially youthful appearances, which allows them to pass for teenagers. Theoretically. (laughs) We'll discuss that. Their assignments generally consist of undercover work in high schools or less commonly colleges, where they generally investigate drug trafficking and abuse. The show's plots cover issues such as alcoholism, hate crimes, drug abuse, homophobia, AIDS, child abuse, and sexual promiscuity. All the things. I swear it's fun, though. Um, (laughs) Similarly, each problem is often solved by the end of an hour-long episode, giving an implicit moral about the impact of a particular activity. Uh, I... Not IMDb. Wikipedia goes on to note that there are PSAs at the end involving. There cast are, members. and if I can find some of the PSAs on YouTube, I'm going to have us watch those because I'm sure listening to Johnny Depp tell me not to do drugs is going to be hilarious. <laughs> so the format of this, we're going to try to just sort of go through the plot and discuss it, or at least go through the episode and discuss what what we found exciting or oh, interesting. Once again, quickly, so you haven't watched it like ever except for that one time I made you watch an episode. Correct. I, however, as a teenager, when I first, like, found out about 21 Jump Street, because obviously I was not even born when it aired on Fox in April of 1987, but I found out about it because of I had a great love for Johnny Depp, and I heard about this, so I felt like I needed to watch it, so I searched and started watching it and was obsessed with it, like, the entirety of my uh, basically all of my teenage years through high school and college, really. And now. <laughs> it's never stopped, yes. It has been a while since I've watched them all, so I will be interested to see how problematic Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that real quick, don't worry. Yeah, so let's talk about the pilot. So also, the pilot, when it first premiered, was a two-hour-long special. So Fox was a new network at the time. And so in the spring when this came along, it was only this show, Tracy Ullman's show, and Married with Children, right? I think it's what Were like said, what yeah. aired on Fox. So right now yeah, is, yeah. for this episode, we're just going to be starting with like the first hour, the first half. So the part one of 21 Jump Street, the pilot. Right. <laughs> so we begin... With the cheesy opening credits, or at least I think they're cheesy. There's organ music, for goodness sake. Um, And it it felt like an after-school special. So, I don't know. It felt like... So, I grew up around that time, obviously, as we discussed that before. And the the after-school specials were all the rage. And they'd sometimes show them in school, which kind of belied the name. But And they all (laughs) had this sort of cheesy opening, like, hey... Steve Buscemi, hello, fellow kids, kind of feel. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have the meme at the that's time, but this that's the entire show. That was the gist. Um, and I, I feel like this show kind of has the same vibe, at least to start with. So, yeah, um, I'm feeling 
Yes. You don't like the cheesy organ music and Holly Robinson singing to you? And Peter DeLuise and Johnny Depp yelling jump at you? <laughs> I mean, it was... Cute? It was something. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it it'll... Something. It'll grow on me, I'm sure. Maybe. I enjoyed more... I, I, that It was it was a bad start, but it goes I mean, up from I'll there. I mean, I'll be honest, some, as someone who loves the show, I'm not a huge fan of the theme song but either. It's the 80s, though. They were all terrible. Oh, it's very 80s. Like, all the dramas so had that. these terrible things. You don't like the beginning when it's like... Um, the brick wall and then the 21 yeah. lights up and they spray paint, spray paint it. Oh, jump and street and then it just oh yeah the spray paint thing was a huge thing too I that's like the most 80s slash 90s thing in the world this is this is way off topic but in high school I got we, we did this like spray painted back wall for like a teen angst like <laughs> one act play that we did so oh, obviously right. spray, called runaways it was terrible but was uh, it based on 21 jump street I don't believe it was but well, it, it might as well have been so anyway okay so, there's an intro and it's very 80s so we open on this extremely waspy house by oh wasp I mean white anglo-saxon protestant rich people like the epitome of wasp. Yes, and the first thing I wrote down was the hair. Oh my god, Noreen's hair. So the daughter is her hair is freaking fantastic. I want her hair. It's I don't know how to describe it. It's just big. I think is the main. It's thing. very like eighties punkish, but not over the top punk yeah. because these parents would not let her be punk. No, <laughs> there's it's... no way. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, they're they're all gathering around the table, and the teenagers are being you know. The most stereotypical, like, oh my god, parents, you're yeah. the worst. Poor, we're poor, rich, white kids, and our parents are so square. Oh my god. Also, my mom just called me anorexia, which is extremely problematic. <laughs> and and I point out in my notes that the the father is reading the newspaper at the table, which is something every father in every movie Everything. in the 80s did for some reason, is apparently they don't care about their children they don't love their children they want to read the newspaper and be left alone so that is that is continuing here uh, and they can uh, yeah i wrote down white kid problems yeah that's exactly what's that's happening in this totally scene. what's happening but their peace is soon broken literally by a broken window as two jerry curl wearing <laughs> thugs with what appear to be automatic weapons break through "Quote unquote scary black men up in their gangbangers' car <laughs> in the, into a what is probably a gated community in the morning, and to be dangerous black men to menace our our dear white family that we're supposed to I think well, be endeared toward, but they're also th- let's also mention when they're ta- the um, Noreen talks about someone's dad got a DUI and something about him oh, yeah. being in prison, yeah. and like the mom was like, or oh she said he got busted, and the mom's like." criminals get busted he's not like like basically saying he's not a criminal i'm like this dude had a dui and you're telling me that because he's not a quote-unquote scary black man with a gun that he's not a criminal like that's pretty much how it works (laughs) it's basically the the sounds about white yeah the ted kennedy chappaquiddick thing like as long as i'm rich (laughs) it doesn't matter if i drown the woman who i'm you know having an affair with i i my daddy can fix it now the kennedy camp is gonna be oh no yeah Oh, oh, is the, oh is the, I, I, I don't want to end up like Marilyn Monroe, okay? If I, if I end up dead, <laughs> you'll know why. But also, Tell my family so I love them. Let's mention this other thing, that they come in, again, with these guns, and immediately, like, everyone's freaking out. The mom, like, totally is doesn't know, screaming. Yeah. And the dad is just like, do what he says. Like, he's, like, mad that she's upset, it seemed like to yeah. me. <laughs> like, just do what the guy says. And then, were they talking to Kenny? So. Yeah. They're telling Kenny that he owes them $6,000. So the young boy in the house, Kenny, the like whiniest, whiny white boy that I've ever seen, they talk to him and he apparently owes them money. Um, And they call him a no-color choir boy, which is like my my favorite thing ever. And I, as being that I'm not a person of color, I don't know one way or the other about this, but I'd love to know if calling someone like... A uh, no color boy or something is something that a person of color would have actually said. I highly doubt. That. Or if this is something that a writer was like, you know what these scary Jerry Curl black men would say? That's a they way. would call you a no color choir boy. That's he also says gray white... boy later in the episode. Yeah, and both of those things, like, I don't know if it's a real term that anyone would have said. That strikes me as a writer's room trying to come up with what thugs would say. But either way, I love it and I want to, like, call all white people. (laughs) 
I think those guys had never been outside of Orange County or Beverly Hills, probably. Oh, you're absolutely true. Yeah, so I, that's my feeling. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens yeah, there. Yeah, what happens there. And this, this, the, oh, by sh- the kid who's playing... Kenny. Uh, Kenny, whose name I am blanking on. Hold on, his name was... I, Brandon oh. Douglas is the actor's name. I should give him his credit. Is going for it, though. He's trying to win that he's Oscar. Or Emmy, I guess I should he's say. He's trying so hard for... Well, yeah, especially later in the episode, he's, like, Just ready for crying, an Emmy. crying, man. So then we... The, this is, I guess, where the hard cut happens over to the diner, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... So we have Tom Hansen, who's Johnny Depp, and his... Um, partner who is an older man and oh i meant to look up the partner's name it's uh barney 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 martin Martin. the name of the partner's character is charlie donnegan yeah but but yes barney martin's great he's been in a lot of different things he was like spoiler alert my favorite part of this episode he is oh my gosh terrific he's unbelievable he's great so my favorite thing is that when we get we cut to them there at this diner and they're walking out of two separate bathrooms but they're like continuing a conversation (laughs) so i'm like were they having a full conversation, but like between yelling the between the bathrooms, single stalls, and men? How? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let any women listening to this podcast. I'd like to let you in on this. When you are peeing, you are not talking to another man. Don't, you don't even acknowledge that they I mean, exist. You just stare at the wall. We're in different stalls, so we don't talk to each other either. It's at awkward least. enough to have your penis in your hand while <laughs> another man is standing there without having an entire conversation. Anyway. But moving on. They were in two separate bathrooms in a diner, like I guess yelling a conversation, a police conversation. Like, who knows what they were talking about? Like, hey, Char- did you hear that Charlie's undercover today? Yeah. And blah blah blah. <laughs> the code word is the eagle has landed. <laughs> but anyway, so they come out of the bathroom and they go back to their car, but then they get their order delivered to them. Yes, they get their order delivered to them to uh, their car. Which, we haven't looked this up, so I'm, I apologize if this actually did happen in the 80s. We're both a little too young to know this. But they actually get physical coffee cups, like, like porcelain coffee cups. coffee cups. In their car. Which seems... Dangerous? Like, they had styrofoam in the 80s. I know they did. Also, did they just take them from the diner and drive away? Well, they do because they get called away to the robbery, as we find out. So we were trying to figure out if... That's something that happened in the 80s, or if that was, like, some kind of weird prop department mishap on the show? Yeah, I don't know. So, you know... If you were around in the 80s and got coffee at diners... Please let us know. Um, I I probably should point out at this point that uh, Johnny Depp is not a star yet in this. Uh, he, he, He would have been... So he's a cop, which we now know is extremely ironic. I mean, at the time it was also extremely I mean, it was ironic at the time, but I don't think people knew. Because all he had been in was Nightmare on Elm Street, what is it, Private Resort. Private Resort, which is terrible. And uh, Platoon, Platoon. but a very small part in Platoon, and nobody knew who he was. Doesn't he die in Platoon? I think so. It's been a long time since I've seen Platoon. Yeah. But he... You know, you've got like Willem Dafoe and, and Charlie Sheen, and like they're big stars in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, that he's are, not the He's not star. by any means the focus of that movie. So, this so is really, by far his biggest. And this is, of course, just the pilot, but this show is kind of what made Johnny Depp into, yeah, into like the he teen became beat like idol. a heartthrob in this show, which he hated. And we can talk about that at some point, too. So, yeah, Johnny Depp was not johnny depp yet no and I, well, <laughs> although he's already playing a sort of type that he would end up i think playing quite a bit or just young actors always get kind of put in which is the hothead with daddy issues because but the thing that's really funny to me and we'll talk about this a little bit more because of some of the things in this episode that i can't wait to get to is that he's playing a cop but he's playing an extremely square like by the book cop, oh, 100%. which is also hysterical. Right? No, he's like even amongst the cops, he's kind of seen as like a good two goody two shoes. Like you know, loosen up a little, buddy. Yeah. Um. So they are called to go to the Weckerly household where right. the scary break in happened. Yes. And um, so, yeah, they go in, and of course, the first thing I think I don't know if it's the first thing, but it's the first thing I noticed anyway is that Johnny Depp. Everybody's like looking at him, like who's this? Pretty young cop, especially of course the daughter. Oh my god, is Noreen is is about love. it. She's like, mm-hmm. like he can get it. Yeah, hundred percent. Which She's is like, Johnny Depp. Do you see my hair? Isn't my hair fabulous? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If she doesn't say that, but if I were Noreen, I'd be it like, look at this hair. Feels that way. Take me now. Um, but the other thing is that I think that is it. The dad. Somebody asked the question about how old he is because 
this is like the entire premise of the show, like we talked about before, is that it's so he's this young cop and he looks so young and apparently that really affects his copying abilities. Yeah. Like so but what I think is so funny is that I know that it's for the show, but he's like twenty four years old at this time or so. Like yeah. uh so to me, I don't know about you. He, he doesn't look like a high school twenty four. Like he didn't look. Ye- What's funny is that they keep talking. That keeps being brought up because spoiler alert: he eventually gets taken to Jump Street Chapel and joining that crew. Right. But like Barney Martin, as an older man, I feel like that's almost more weird to me in patrol yeah. <laughs> as a police officer. Because like I, when I think of like police officers on patrol, they are young people. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, he certainly seems wet behind the ears and like very young, like he's just getting started. I but, think that's part of it. Uh, I mean, well, and like we said, you know, he has these daddy issues. Like, so his dad, his was, a dad was a police yeah. officer who died. So he has this like. We're, you know, this angst about it. Well, and everybody, and we'll, we'll find this out, everybody in the department knew his dad. And his dad, of course, was, as they always are. Like the in best top, cop. Like in Top like, Gun, you know, Tom Cruise's dad was the best fighter pilot. You know, it's you know. always, or in Star Trek, you know, Kirk's dad dies saving, you know, everybody. Right. And so he suddenly has to live up to this yeah. ridiculous and, reputation. And, you know, the, the, the daddy issues and the, like, hot-headedness. Right. But anyway, so he, they're, inter- I guess... Um, questioning the Weckerlies, and so he's in his uniform, of course, at this time. But yeah. He's not, you know, undercover yet. And Johnny Depp in a police uniform <laughs> it's the funniest is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. Can you imagine that now? How weird that would look now. Oh, especially with his like bo- boho hippie midlife crisis he's, outfit he's, that he kind of goes about in these a, days. Uh, not a great moment. Yeah, he's not having a great moment. We won't necessarily get into the controversy around Johnny Depp. Well, right yeah, now, I, I but... will say, you know, I will be talking about this in the in the past tense of like I my entire life was in love with Johnny Depp, so that's right. what brought me to this show. But we're not really going to be discussing current his, Johnny his Depp. Current... There's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's there's a lot that we can discuss if we went if we really want to get into it at some point. But, but we could have here a whole for fun. We could have a whole Johnny Depp <laughs> episode if you really get one to. But we could do that for each of them. But so right I wrote now... down there's a pretty pretty in pink reference, and I don't remember it, but I just found it funny that I think that was an attempt to be like hey kids we've watched the cool Fellow movies kids. too again. well and also so Kenny is like all angsty and weird during this whole scene yeah. and he's like on the stairs pouting basically yes. and um, he complains about not being able to go see your the Eurythmics because yes. he failed was it gym class I want to say it's gym which is probably what he would have failed yeah I don't remember because I can't imagine him doing anything yeah, except but, sitting in the corner whining but it, it was very I mean literally he said something like I didn't get to see the Eurythmics like it was this whole like which like, so that I felt like that was another like fellow kids thing like who do the kids listen to the and, Eurythmics yeah and he, he wants to uh, um, yeah I don't know I, Johnny Depp anyway is, is then deputized ah uh, funny I Pun not intended. Um, to go talk to Kenny and see if he can, you know, squirrel some information out of him since it clearly seems that there's some financial transactions that have occurred here. Um, well, because first they asked the dad if it's anybody that he would know or if he, like, you know, oh, if yeah. they know anybody. And he's like, <laughs> hit, hit, all he says is, I'm an insurance. Like, that is his yes. response. Why like, would I know any black people? Like, I am a white, waspy man who works in insurance. I don't know any people of color. Yeah. <laughs> How could I dare? <laughs> so so Depp tries to go over there and be the kid whisperer, and it goes very poorly. The poor... Well, and doesn't the Barney Martin character? I can't. I don't know why I can't remember his partner's name. It's uh, um, hold on, I'll look it up. Charlie Donigan. Donigan, yeah, or Dunnigan. Um, says that he's like a child counselor or something. Yeah. Like it's like it's a bad thing. Like you're just like a child counselor. Like oh no, yeah. How dare he be like that? So basically, that's the gist. And then there's a bunch of synth music, and we go to commercial break. Or at least Hulu goes to commercial break. I'm going to say goes to commercial break whenever Hulu decided to go to commercial break. I'm assuming that is the same as it happened and in 87. And then in 87, what, what do we get a commercial for? I don't know. Well, we'll get a reference later to the Pepsi generation. It was generation. like Pepsi yeah. and... Um, I don't know. Those the, uh, those shirts that when you put your hand on them, yeah. the color... What are those? <laughs> the color changes. Yeah, yeah whatever. And um, then we come back to a holdup. 
at right. a convenience store. There's right? a, there's a, yes, I, I said more dangerous black men, but then a white man shows up. So I felt a little better. I the was like, one At least token white guy yeah, who exactly. steals the six pack of beer. And they drive by a church's chicken, which I haven't thought about <laughs> in, in years. Um, which I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just got excited part. about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's a church's chicken. <laughs> Are there still any church's chickens around? Not around here anyway. I don't know. Uh, I've never. I mean, maybe they're like out west somewhere. I guess I don't this know. is in California. Right? I don't know if I've ever eaten at a church. Just to be honest, so it's like L.A. That would, but... it's kind of funny that this is that he's going to go to Jump Street Chapel later, and there's a church's chicken. Yes, and I just wrote that Johnny Depp's given his all in this part because so they get the they're they're out. I guess they're still driving around. Whatever. Yeah, and so this car of these guys who just did this hold up at a green light. Yeah, they, stop. they stop. So like the cops stop next to them and look at them. And then as soon as it turns red, they run the red light. Right. Well, the old cop says something like, you know, like, everything all right? Everything okay? Keeps asking him, everything okay? They're like, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, be cool, be cool. They don't have anything on us. And and he's like, well, you stopped at a green light. And they're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, then, then, they, but then it's red and they go. So then they're, you know, they go chasing after them. And this is the one part of the episode that I was actually legitimately impressed by for a TV show in the 80s. Oh. Keeping in mind that TV shows. The car chase. It's the car chase. Like, it was, it was actually it was well edited and well done. Like, yeah. it was exciting. And, you know, like, you believed that Johnny Depp was actually gunning it. And, of course, <laughs> the old cop is like basically doing the red fox oh i'm gonna have a heart attack you're you're killing me he's so mad that they're like actually chasing actually them. chasing like why are we actually which doing is our why job? again i don't understand this youth thing because it's like that guy doesn't even want to do his job yeah <laughs> well and also so they they pull them over and all this stuff and then the entire thing is that these criminals are like making fun of johnny depp for looking so young yeah. like one of them says i feel like a child molester yeah and i'm like well, and, okay. well, part of it, I think, is, again, his wet behind the ears because they make him look kind of silly because he gets out of the car and forgets to draw his gun. Yeah. And, and then... I mean, it may just be that he's a young, like, young in general, but, like, they're acting like, we shouldn't take these guys seriously. That guy looks 12 when yeah. he looks like a 20-something-year-old police officer. And so then he, like, loses his mind because apparently this you look younger than you are thing is, like, a huge trigger for him for some reason right well i think it's it obviously gets hearing it and i think it's finally reached a, a boiling point we should back up for a second and say that the old cop apparently because he just can't handle actually doing cop duties has pulled the radio completely out of its socket so he can't call for backup so he's having to go find a payphone because kids by the way you had that's what you had to do in the 80s they didn't have cell phones so he hey. had to go find a payphone so johnny depp is left there holding Holding these guys who are just like totally laughing. I don't know, there's at three him. or four of them. Anyway, I think there's four with their backs to him, and they're all just giving him hell for being and he gets a pretty boy. So angry about it. Like tomorrow's my 32nd birthday. If someone was like, "You look like you're 12," I'd be like, "Oh my god, thank yeah. you so much." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like really his. He hates this. You look so young stuff. Like, yeah. it, that's the hothead thing that we were talking about earlier. He just, like, loses it. Yeah, so he gets into a scuffle with them because they basically overpower him. I don't remember exactly how it starts, but uh, the wool cop has to come back and try to save him. And is that Does he le- hit him with his elbow leading yeah, he's back like, to punch? Yeah, he's leading back to punch and, and elbows the cop in the face and breaks his nose, which will get to in a second about how that's funny but i mean it's, it is kind of funny just the way he reacts it's yeah. like oh my god he like pulls back to punch and he like, like it broke my nose <laughs> and then this is the funny part to me is that the white guy gets into the car and they all get in the car in the cop car which is open for some reason and the keys are apparently in the ignition because that's good pro- cop protocol and they just drive off in the, <laughs> in cop, the cop car, car. <laughs> yeah so that's that's fun so then we go into like he's in the station. Yeah, so there's another commercial break and then we're in the station and <laughs> everybody in the in the weight room there's another guy with a broken nose in the weight room. So apparently or well, no, it's the locker room, not a weight room. It's a, yeah, they're, locker they're room. like changing. And so you're like, I oh, only broke my nose, whatever last there's like everybody has so, had yeah, their nose broken I don't know by if, him. I can't remember if they talked about this earlier, but he hadn't been with this partner for very long because apparently he keeps getting his partner's Going noses through broken. Partners, yeah. <laughs> and I want to hear those stories too. Is it every time someone's like You'll look 12. And he's like, I'm going to break a nose. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, he then has it. to go talk to the chief, who is the epitome of the no-nonsense cop. This is the dragnet guy. This is the yeah. this, the character actor who you just, you get a bunch of guys who all look with square jaws and get them all in a line and have them read the line and see who reads it best. And then cast them in your show. 
and yeah. and so the cop is basically like, "All right, you're you're, you're in a trouble hothead." Now. And I knew your father, of course, because you know that's that's a big part of it. Um, and uh, you know, so he's too pretty and he's too angry. And then he does this whole, "I'm not angry." Yeah, this whole like <laughs> the yeah. like classic like oh, it's like, like Ruth last night when she was like, "I'm not tired." Yes, our, and our, she's like falling asleep. Our five year old is is you know saying, "I'm not tired" as she's falling asleep. It's exactly it's the same that thing. thing. Like, I'm not angry. And so, of course, they set up – also, they set up how young he is because he doesn't even smoke and they're like, oh. And he doesn't eat donuts. You know, he's like the worst cop ever. And Johnny Depp saying, I don't even smoke, again, Hilarious. freaking hysterical. Hilarious. The man rolls his own cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And he, oh, so then we finally get the premise of the show presented well, exposition and, style by this character. he's going to be joining them. Yes. So he, he tells him basically, you either can work a desk job, which is what – Obviously, Hanson is expecting is to get a desk job, and this is he's done with. And his of course, life as forever. we know from every cop show in the world, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen it, to you. Which I mean, you know, I have a desk job. It's not a bad job. I make decent money just you know pushing paper. Around. I mean, it's, I'm not going to go into this. I don't want to be a cop for any reason. But if I were, I'd probably have a desk job. Yes, <laughs> but that's yeah. So he tells him about this undercover going into the high schools to catch. Basically, drug use, and then he complains about not liking it the first time, and something about not wearing the groovy enough shoes. Yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> well, and he like, also says it's groovy shoes that are my turn on. And this is where he makes these like, oh, so you're talking about like fast times at whatever the name of the high Bust school is? Bust your buddy high. Bust your buddy high. So good. Such a stupid line, but so good. Yeah. And again, another one of those like we've also seen recent movies, <laughs> kids. Fast times um, at Bust Your Buddy High. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so he has to go to Jump Street Chapel. So so we then have the maybe the best unintentionally <laughs> or maybe intentionally funny part of the episode. I don't which think is it's supposed to be funny because a saxophone starts playing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I was excited about the saxophone. I was like, this is great. Ooh, this is music. this is so lethal weapon right now. And then you cut to Johnny Depp as playing Hanson the playing saxophone. the saxophone sadly because he is have well, this and new assignment. then over it you also hear this like. Um, him on the phone calling his dad when he was oh, a teenager yeah. and Johnny Depp's like teenager voice like hi dad like it's it's because so he's like being emo because he's like I'm letting my dad down so I'm just gonna play the saxophone about it it's yeah great. exactly it's great and it's yeah it's just ridiculous do we think that's supposed to make him look like more of a square because that that's pretty that's pretty it's- sexy it, uh, sexy. It, it's sexy. It's so sexy. I mean, when I first saw that, it was sexy. Oh, uh, well, I could see I that. I loved me a saxophone. I uh, know, I get it. And it is, I mean, saxophone is the sexiest instrument. I mean, my it boyfriend is, in high school played well the saxophone, known. so it's, saxophones were my thing. It's well known. I mean, saxophones are always, every sex scene in the 80s was, was set to <laughs> saxophone music. So, I mean, it makes sense. Well, and as they should have been. Yeah. So, yeah. And this, and then this song that they play is just—I don't even—I I wanted to write the lyrics down, and then it just was annoying me so much. I just stopped because it was awful. It I was don't a remember. terrible song as he's driving. So it's basically a montage of him being sad and finally driving over. Oh, so I guess I should probably point out that he tells him to meet him at a, a this abandoned church, the, <laughs> yeah. the chapel in question, which we reference in the title and, to our podcast, and, and why it's called Twenty One Jump Street because that is. The, the eponymous address as a <laughs> address of the chapel. Yes. So also quick note about this, because I read this and I think this is funny. So it's it is an old abandoned chapel like church and that's where they set up. And they were gonna call the series Jump Street Chapel, but they were afraid that people would think it was a religious program. Yes. <laughs> Which, I, Which I'm not sure how you would possibly think that, but okay. Well, yeah, I don't know, because if it just is chap, like yeah. anything with chapel in it, I guess you could, yeah. you know, people who want to watch their, like, like a pleasant... what would they have been watching at this time? Like, Jim Baker? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord with Jim Baker and Tammy Faye. Give us all your money, because Jesus wants you to. Um, um, immaculate makeup. Uh, it was something. <laughs> it was makeup, that's for sure. It was a lot of makeup. Um, Doesn't she have, like, permanent makeup now or permanent eyeliner or mascara or something i don't know who knows god bless them that i I think i don't know they've they've kind of reformed although not really i don't know i think they're probably uh into the whole you know how how much grifter market now how much can a sociopath reform uh, uh, (laughs) these are our questions we're we're way off track okay back on track jump street chapel so he shows up at jump street chapel and he's greeted by the first Deloise we see in the oh show. Oh my god, the most beautiful Deloise of all Peter time. Peter Deloise, who is the son of legendary actor Dom Deloise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and he, the love of my life. So like Johnny Depp brought me to this show because I grew up loving him, and yes. then I saw Peter DeLuise, and I was like, Johnny Depp, who? Exactly. I mean, he is he's good looking. I'll give you that. And he's probably the best looking of I the Delaware. I think you bunch. said this. He like brought this energy as 100%. soon as he was on screen. Like he bellowed for their captain, which is Jenko, because John, like um, Tom Hansen, Johnny's character, comes in is like, is this the chapel? Like yeah. I'm looking for dressed like he's going to actual church. Like, yeah. Are you? Like who I'm looking for this guy, you know, whatever. And they're just like lounging around, you know, just it's a, hanging out and yeah, Deloise, in like normal eighties cool kid clothes. And I'm sure we'll get into this when the, when there's multiple Deloises on the show. There's a specific I feel like Deloise acting style, which mm. is not realistic. Which it's is big. not it's just I'm gonna I don't know if big is even the word. It's but. just there's a lot of energy to it, which so I think much. this episode needed though, because the old man especially once the old man's well, not there yeah, anymore. at that point, maybe it's because it was sad too, but it the energy was down a little bit. Yeah, and he absolutely gives it Not a that shot Johnny Depp do, didn't already have like some kind of a star power, but the character of Hansen is very one note, at least in the pilot. And this is also where we meet our our first meeting of Harry Truman Ioki. Ioki is that his last name? Harry anyway. Truman Ioki. Yes, who is played by Dustin Nguyen. It's hard to say that NG yeah. sound in Nguyen. English. Nguyen. He's a Vietnamese um, actor. Yes. And oh, except in the show, he's playing a Japanese, Japanese character. And we named after Harry Truman, the guy who dropped two bombs <laughs> on Japan. Two of the. That's you know, what, and he's, Adam he says that when he yeah know, introduces which is, himself. But his parents. So I just I just put Asian's going to Asian on my. Then so, we have the joke about the chapel. Where he's oh, like, is this that. Jump Street Chapel? Oh, yeah. And Pinhall says, only if you're Catholic. Oh, yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah, there's a whole... I mean, And the... like, for Ioki here, it's a Buddhist temple. Yeah, they're already taking the piss out of Hanson. And also, it's very, like, they were like, we need to have a representative of different ethnicities. Oh, yeah, it's tokenism, 100%. So you have your Asian, and we're going to have our black girl come up here in a second. Yeah, but... so she's both fits the woman and the, like, black person. I mean, I guess probably I think they were trying to be pro- progressive. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was the 80s. So, of course, they're setting <laughs> up that this, you know, captain is going to be, you know, the the one who's running the ship and, like, a drill sergeant, like the cat police captain we've seen. So, down the fire pole comes... <laughs> the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of loves of her life. You will soon learn I this. mean, this entire show. Officer, or what's that? Captain Richard Jenko. Jenko. Prayed by Frederick Forrest, who is terrific. Oh, um, my gosh. Old hippie. It was basically, yes. You can tell he went to Woodstock. He's wearing a doors jacket. Yes. He's got Richard Nixon on the dartboard in his office, mm-hmm. and he he speaks in like this like very hippie way of kind speech. Of At one I guess. point, he says, "Child is the father of man," mm. and like oh, it's a hundred percent like flower child. Yeah, everything. It's so it's like perfection. Why he's a cop, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think he just wants. Maybe he had a bad drug trip at one point. He wants to get the drugs off the streets. I don't know. But he's amazing. The LSD and, got and to him. And Frederick Forrest was one of the big reasons Johnny Depp actually signed on for the oh, yeah. show because he didn't really want to necessarily be on the show. And then he signed a contract for like four or five seasons. I think it was six. Or maybe it was yeah, five. I it may have been. I don't remember, it, but, yeah. but like that, he basically signed his life away. He didn't think it was going to last that long. I guess I don't know. I think he thought it was probably not going to make it out of the pilot. But, but... Frederick Forrest was a big reason he yeah. signed on to the show, and, and I can see why. Because so, so we have the again ironic show of of Johnny Depp as this straight laced choir boy, basically, and this hippie with who a hippie freaks who, him out. who freaks him out. The hippiness freaks him out, which again, as we now know, Johnny Depp, that is like. Well, then that there's the thing about right Jimi there. Hendrix, and he like doesn't know who Jimi Hendrix is. Which okay, <laughs> I can I can believe that this kid is straight laced and whatever, but not knowing who Jimi Hendrix is, I just can't believe that. Yes. I just can't. Like, how? Right, hey, here's our reference, by the way, to the Pepsi generation, which he says, you know, you gotta gotta learn how to relate to the Pepsi generation like that was a thing that kids called themselves back then so this is this is when Gen X would have been in high school and a little blip there because we turned A-L-E-X-A on somehow <laughs> talking about yeah, this we somehow turned, just turned on our our spy <laughs> we, in the we house we thought there was like a ghost but yeah it, I, was, I was sorry I, I, my fine. heart leapt into my throat there for a hot second this is what you get for talking about the Kennedys I know they're they're coming for me already ugh <laughs> Hey, Maria you know, Shriver's going to be at the door. 
yeah, it was, it's been a disappointing week for conspiracy theorists with the Area 51. Anyway, moving on. Um, so then the, the, the reason I'm sure many a man watched the show shows oh. up. The beautiful... Part of the reason the, I watched the show. The beautiful okay. and talented Holly Robinson playing Officer Hoffs. What's the first, what's her first Judy. name? Judy. Judy, that's right. Judy Hoffs. Um, Not Judy Hops from... <laughs> Who is that? That's a wonderful reference, by the way, well, in Zootopia. Well, it's actually apparently accidental, but the oh. very first time, of course, being the 21 Jump Street fan that I am, the very first time I watched the movie Zootopia, I was like, oh, they named her after Hobbs. <laughs> so, so, of course, because she's a woman and black, I guess, they have her change his wardrobe for him. That's her job because that's super progressive is to have the woman be in charge of wardrobe. Um, but I will say the flare jacket that she's wearing in that scene, she could be in charge of my wardrobe any point. day. Her eyeballs are beautiful. Her everything is beautiful. She is a beautiful woman. And married her now. Hair. She's now Holly Robinson Pete, married to Rodney Pete, a quarterback. She is. For, who was a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers of local um, interest. Yes, because anyway. we're in Western North Carolina, in case we didn't mention yes, that. Yes, hopefully none of you will stalk us because I don't know what I'd do with a stalker. I mean, I said Western North Carolina. We could be anywhere. We could be anywhere. We could be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're hiding in the mountains. Anyway, so anyway, okay. Judy. So that's anyway. So oh, sorry, there's a commercial break again. Of course, Jinko does mention that she's the best undercover. Yes. And of course, so my cousin Wendy and I were obsessed with the show and watch it together all the time. Yes. And there's there's like some rapport between her and Jinko that we like fan fictioned until like a that they have a thing They're and so i'm cover. like or the better undercover <laughs> so so there's a clothes montage where they try to make uh basically turn johnny depp into it, a greaser as they far basically as turn johnny depp into johnny depp <laughs> yeah with his beautiful the, well you know that if you've ever seen any images from the show his ear yes she yes. gives him an earring and she well she holds up an earring and he looks at her like she's crazy but then she obviously convinces him and so his training montage Apparently, the way you train... <laughs> this is the job I want. Is, is, is you have to learn how to play arcade games. And eat hot dogs. And eat hot dogs. What? I, that's basically the gist of yeah, it, they, right? They like, oh, they go to the record store and get LPs. Oh, you have to so see the, what the music the kids The music these days the are kids to. these days are listening Especially to. Especially if you don't know who Jimi Hendrix is. I mean, Even though he's 20... What is he supposed to be? 21? No, mean, he's tw- well, he's 21 in the show. Oh, he's right, right, right. He's supposed to be 21 Hanson. But I feel like, like I don't know all of what the kids are listening to, but I mean, like, I kind of... I'm following along, and I'm 32. Yes. So then, um, and the the hair place was called Scared Hair, like H A R. That was my favorite thing. So uh, anyway, yeah. So then, basically, the gist is we're we're gonna start our first assignment, and we're gonna go. So Peter DeLuise's character, what's his name again? Penhall. Penhall has gone. Um, undercover with these this drug dealer, and so Johnny like Depp's gonna go guys. gonna go buy some drugs from him, but he's not gonna make a bust. That's his most important piece of information. Pe- that uh, the the captain says, don't make a bust. So what is they've been undercover for like months yes. or something with this guy. And Peter DeLuise is just acting his socks off in this scene. He's just he's so good, so hilarious. And they're like they're like punks basically. Yeah, it's basically a punk scene. And and the like. One white kid. And it's so funny because Jenko's undercover too, but as like an old, he's got like his hippie van. And yeah. so he's being himself, but like an old hippie and they call him long hair. Long hair. Well, and it's a Scooby van. I guess I, you could totally, totally. I, I would imagine it smells, uh, there's no but way it does not smell like marijuana. I will say him in that van and the clothes he was wearing, that is what I want my aesthetic to be with maybe a little bit of goth included. Like, yeah, 100%. That's, that's what I want in my life. So, of course, Johnny Depp is doing pretty well and asking him for money. And then he pulls a gun on him because he's like, I think you're a cop. And so Depp is being calm and he's basically getting away with it because he says, of course, you can't be a cop. You're too young. You're, you're, you're like, you look like a, I don't remember what he says, something to the effect of, you know, you look like a high schooler. And, and so, so of, course, of course, he loses his GD mind. Yes, exactly. And so I... I, I, I wrote, and he... Busts the guy. Busts the guy and follow directions, Johnny. So of course I wrote it, you had one job, which of course ruins the the whole undercover thing they were trying to do. And now, well, and also what he was Penhall's trying cover. to buy from him wasn't actually drugs. Yeah, because so then Johnny was like, "Well, I've got the proof right here in the drugs." And yeah, it turned out to be well, I don't know some. I don't remember what it was, but empty Jake, bag of something. Jake was like so mad, and he said like good licks or something. Yeah. And he's like good licks, Hanson. <laughs> like he was not. I, do you want to bring up at this point all of the overdubbing that happens? The, you know. Oh gosh, yeah, I'd forgotten to talk about that because there've been a couple times in it before. But like, I guess so. When they originally shot this show, obviously they were going for like it's it's you know 
tough cop show. Yeah. So obviously they like cursed a little bit, and by curse I mean they used like ass, you yeah. know, and st- and sucks and stuff. But I guess the network was iffy on that, so they have all this weird overdubbing. So like I wrote down, there's. Um, Kenny at one point says sucks and they overdub it with stinks, but it's so blatantly obvious that he's yeah. saying sucks. Johnny, my favorite is Johnny says something about kick, kick, kicking ass or something yeah. and they put tail instead of ass. And that is so obvious and it sounds so the, strange. And the IMDb goofs page has a thing about, um, how they say, uh, oh, it's not, I can't find it now, but it, it had a thing of like, it clearly they say one thing, but it's actually another. <laughs> so like, it's like, yeah, no kidding. they are ever doing So everything. I guess they were trying to make it like PG, like hard PG so that probably because my guess is because the idea is that they're going into high schools, they were trying to reach a younger audience because yeah. they had like the pretty, they had the pretty boy and like it's, it was supposed to be, but it's, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be geared towards teens, well, but see, I also don't feel like it's I really. Feel like, geared so towards keep in mind, teens. we just said the the three shows were the Tracy Ullman show, Married with Children, and this show. So this so would have been the teen. Fox show. was trying to get its brand, I think, as being kind of edgy. Yeah. But I don't think they knew quite how edgy they could be or wanted to be on network TV yet. Because like, you know Married with be Children, you forget how controversial that show was, and Tracy Ullman was the show that debuted The Simpsons, of course, mm-hmm. which used to be an edgy show. It's now the most boring show on television, oh God, probably. I love but and so it was you know this they, they were trying for an edgy feel but i don't think that they, they weren't sure how far they, they could they push it they couldn't get as far as to say ass on network television on network though. television well and this is the late 80s it's yeah. a different it's a different world yeah i mean i think they do later like yeah i mean i, I think they get into more you know well we talk about all the the topics they get into that are that are certainly hot button from, mm-hmm. so um so but yeah so he screws up yes and the undercover into another commercial break so out of the commercial break, we have find Kenny on a scooter, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool scooter, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Poor well, rich kid and his scooter. So, yes. Is it, this when he's doing smash and grabs? I don't remember. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's or he's like looking at, he's trying to figure out how to make money. Yeah, I guess he's, he's robbing. Doesn't he rob that storefront? I think? Yeah, I think. Yeah. We're, so we're, we're establishing that Kenny is, is, has fallen into a life of crime as those rich, poor rich kids do. He's like buying drugs from the, yeah. from, from the scary black people. But, um, so I, I don't remember this part here where no they so we cut back to the chapel and it's the car part where Judy shows oh, up in the car right and, and, and I don't really understand that scene. Penhall's trying to fix the car and not having success, and, and Tom then, comes up and he's like, "Oh, nice car," and and Judy's like, "Thanks," and he's like. This is your car. Like he says it like five or six times. Yeah. Like he's shocked, and I don't know if it's because she's a woman. Because she, or if it's because she's black, because she does make some comment like, yeah. what did you expect? And I think she says, I don't remember what she says, but maybe right. like something that was like stereotypical what a black person would drive. I yeah. mean, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to put racism on it. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be plenty of that. We've already seen plenty of that, yeah. but I'm not sure what the point of that is. I think and that- I'm also like, are they trying to establish like maybe a thing with the two of them? Like maybe they want to do a romance. I mean, that never happens. And I don't think that would. I don't like that idea, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what even the point of that is. Well, and I, well, the point of the scene, I think, is so Penhall is like trying to be cool, like, hey, I know how to fix a car and it never works. And then Johnny Depp goes up and like presses one thing like, oh, you're. Well, because that's also supposed something to with a carburetor that Tom or something. knows a lot about cars. Right. Which that's one of my favorite things is that he's this huge like square, but he knows a lot about cars. <laughs> yeah. His character is very bizarre. So then, anyway, after this ridiculous scene, we. Cut to a person, a, a butt in blue jeans, which is how we're introduced to the high school, which I'm not so sure. So a high school student's butt? High school student's butt. Am um, I, I going to get arrested And people for carrying watching? skateboards because that's apparently oh, everybody I mean, did in the 80s. Yeah. Skateboard around with their tight, tight jeans. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So then Johnny drives up in his, and drives into just the first space he finds, which of course turns out to be... Waxer space. Waxer space. And he's like, you got to get out of my space, white boy. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, white boy? Is that when he calls him gray boy? Well, gray boy. I guess that's what he got. Um, or no color And so Johnny Depp does what we all know you're supposed to do on your first day in prison, which is beat up the, the biggest... Except he doesn't beat him up. I have he, writing down picking up the cigarette so smooth. Did he... Get a cigarette off the ground. I, I think he, I think he like flicks a cigarette at him and then he That's picks right. it up and, and like he picks it up it. and smokes it, which is which, which he like basically it's doesn't pretty, smoke. It's pretty smooth, but it's also funny thinking about Tom Hansen doing that. And, and, and then 
he like keys his car. He like he he puts a oh he keys and the word I, I no into his but car. Waxer, the, yeah, he writes no. Yeah, Waxer is the the scary black man right. from the beginning. So when he's saying like move your car, and so he keys no into the guy's hood, and he's basically like I'm gonna beat you up. And so they get into a fight, which has to be broken up, of course, by the and like the first day of school. How do you guys? Why are you guys fighting? And so then he has to go to for some reason the football coach's office. I guess he's in charge of discipline. I mean, I I don't know, but so many GD sports metaphors. Oh, I put capital F, capital C, football coach. Like it's well, ev- and also it with, is the most footballist Waxer, coach he ever. He like kind of yells at him for a minute, and he says, "You're going to get two weeks' attention, and I'm going to call your probation officer," <laughs> which is standard in all high schools. <laughs> yes, obviously this is a great school. Which is funny that the rich kids. Oh, sorry. Goes spoiler. To the but, same, oh, well, yeah. yeah anyway, but the, that there, there's clearly like also, rich and poor kids about, here. I'm pretty sure Waxer is like 35 years old. Oh, 100. <laughs> like, percent he looks like. So I talk about the Jerry Curl, which I guess is since Pulp Fiction, we've all just sort of do associate with danger. But I guess back then it was the same thing as I the coolest, know. the coolest haircut ever. But yes, he looks about the same age as Samuel L. Jackson does in Pulp Fiction. It's ridiculous. A hundred percent true. Um. Anyway, so. Yes, the, the 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 football coach is basically like, you're all in deep kimchi, buddy. Essentially, I don't and then know what all the, these like sports yeah, metaphors like, about get, how his getting to the end zone and life is going to be ruined or whatever. Yeah, it's it's and Depp's character is like, okay, can I go now? Yeah, that seemed kind of falls flat to me, but it's I, they're you know trying to I guess establish that he's already getting in trouble or he's he's, he's showing his bona fides. That's what he's supposed to do to like show, you know, because also being undercover like. None of the that's the way that it works. They don't the teachers don't know he's undercover either. So so now we reach the end of the episode as and Johnny Depp plot finished, twist. Yes, the 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 big cliffhanger slash plot twist is that Kenny attends this school too, which I guess we probably should have known given that. But so so of course he's seen and, Hanson as a cop. Yeah, so his cover could be blown. Well, and like Hanson, like sees him. I don't remember. They oh well, react. he's looking at him, and he thinks Kenny's looking at him. But he's actually but Kenny's looking, looking at, Waxer. at Waxer, and he's like, "Leave me alone, man!" And slams his. Oh locker. yeah, still winning that Emmy. Yeah. But then, so here's my thing: if Tom and his partner went to that house and were doing an investigation on what happened, and they're trying to figure out who it could be breaking in, and the dad's like, "I don't know, black people. Yeah, I'm a wasp." How could I ever know a black man? Yeah. You know, and is like crazy about that. Like, wouldn't they know where Noreen and Kenny go to school? You would think. Because you but... would think that he'd be like, if he actually did an investigation, actually did the paperwork he was supposed to do, then... Because obviously they took care of all that stuff before they got the the other guys who knocked up the convenience store. Right. I don't... I I don't, I don't know why he wouldn't have been like blah 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 high school. Oh, I can't I can't go undercover there because I know a kid. I talked to him. I'm guessing he just didn't do his due diligence because he didn't even want the job. Probably we're really also overthinking this because plot because they needed uh, to be yes. there. Yes, and well, and also it had been a while since we'd see what was going on with Kenny Weckerly, so it's like clearly it was obvious that he was going to show up especially right. once we knew that he was at the school where waxer was yes it's like oh huh i wonder oh yep there he is all right so and then that's the end of yeah, so part re- one of the pilot uh, under part one of the pilot so we're gonna try to end the episode i think with something that was our favorite nostalgic 80s thing we had an outfit or maybe a favorite catchphrase or you could pick more than one thing if you want to i don't really care so what what was your favorite bit of this episode that just made you My happy favorite. with its 80s-ness i mean i love no color choir boy as a <laughs> as a thing to say to whiny white people i just don't think it was a real 80s thing <laughs> but i just i love it um but i will say i think probably judy's outfit in that first scene with all the flair on her jacket yes i mean god i just i love it so actually good. i'll say this her outfit with Noreen's hair, like that's, Noreen's that's hair my dream, is a hundred percent one of my favorite things. I love that the the old cop, who by the way plays, uh, ended up on Seinfeld too. So that's how he I was, knew him. I knew what, I was, Seinfeld's dad. I, I think, think so. Yeah, he plays Martin. Seinfeld. Morty. Um, also, fun fact to like preview: he actually shows up in another episode, and I think it's either like I think it's still in the first season or it's like the second season. Like it's not really that far. But again. <laughs> 
like, I think this comes up a lot in like podcasts where people are watching things in the eighties binging wasn't a thing oh, so yeah, no. they weren't quite as up consistency consistent yeah. you know continuity yeah they yeah. weren't super big on continuity so like they probably would not have any thought that uh you know a season later you're gonna see this guy who was originally Hanson's. like i don't think they even thought about it because i think yeah. that happens a lot like some of those like that guy and that girl actors are in like several different episodes yeah so I, the other thing that was so 80s about it was all the music so you had that you know after school special music at the beginning and then the synth music you know and then you, of course you have the, the cheesy song during the montages because montages of course and nothing beats though the saxophone i mean come on that was that was easily the best you know, what's funny about synth music, I, I feel like they were trying to be modern and be like, this is the music of the future. And so every movie with and synth music just so looks... dated. Like, even the good ones, like Chariots of Fire or Blade Runner, still, it feels a little weird. <laughs> Fun fact, I think it was Star Wars? Yeah, it was Star Wars that wanted, originally was going to have, like, a whole synth weird score yeah, to it. Right. Until John Williams was brought on to do a classic orchestral score. And, and can you Im- God. imagine how different that those movies would be without John Williams? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, John Williams should obviously be, you know, I think we should try to save him forever and encase him in something. Oh, my gosh. You know, cryogenically freeze him yes. so that, you know. I need a vampire to bite him. <laughs> Thanks. If there are vampires listening, bite John Williams and make him a vampire as well. So, yes, I think that's that's about so, all yeah. we've got. Um, and I, I, I forgot to mention this, but one of the things that Tom Hansen says all the time is, Okie doke, okie dokie. Like oh, yeah, so many like, okie dokes. He so I, I think I'm gonna I'll have to rewatch this half before we go into the second half. But I think I'm gonna we're I'm gonna do an okie doke count. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ding. So we're gonna keep track of that. Keep track of the okie dokes. So it, It's been fun. I don't know how we're fun. gonna how so, how we wrap this up. So okie doke. Okie doke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh if you had fun, I guess. There's a way you can like subscribe and that will tell you when we have new episodes up and you know, you can leave reviews and all that jazz. Let us know how good or how terrible we are. We love judgment. No judgment's my favorite. We, I love, we love people telling us how terrible we are, how terrible we are. <laughs> but keep in mind, we're talking about 21 Jump Street. But, so you know, grant I, us on a curve. I hope that you found this fun and we are going to continue on our next episode with the conclusion of of the pilot the pilot episode and i suspect we'll we'll be shorter here uh, in the future well this is going close to an hour now but i'm thinking we're going to be closer to 45 yeah, this minutes was our intro. so you can plan your your drive your commute accordingly although I, we may have some one-off episodes about specific things if we get excited about something in yeah. particular i feel like we should have a one-off johnny depp episode to just discuss all things johnny Depp. i mean i think but... we should do that with peter de as well well yes of course cause... and maybe holly robinson because I loved her on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, she was so good. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Not that that has anything to do with anything. So thank you for listening. Thank you for to listening. To anyone out there in the world who's listening. You know, thank you to maybe two of our friends. And thank you to ourselves who will listen to this narcissistically constantly. Because I, unlike most people, love the sound of my own voice. But anyway. <laughs> I love uh, the sound of your voice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That must be why we're married. I guess so. Oh. <laughs> well, isn't that a sweet way to end it? All right. Well. All right. See you, Slammerinos, later, and you're going to learn something when we meet you on the pod.